Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and the services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. On this episode of OOD Works podcast, I'm pleased to be once again joined by OOD Director Kevin Miller and Kristen Garrett, Program Administrator for OOD's Ohio College to Careers. And this is a program that we've commonly referred to as Ohio C2C that's available at 17 public colleges and universities in Ohio, and it helps ensure that college students with disabilities have that support that they need to complete their degree, to go on to earn higher wages, and really be able to meet the demands of tomorrow's labor market. And so I'd like to welcome you both to the show. Welcome back, Director Miller, and welcome, Kristen. Thank you, Kim. It's always good to see you and it's good to see Kristen but you know just recently we were able to see each other for the first time in gosh 17 months so right Kristen yeah I'm very excited to be here in person and participating thank you for having me yeah well I'm looking forward to our discussion there are so many awesome things that we do to support college students with disabilities but first Director, I want to start with you. I want to ask you, I mean, you you actually are the father of a college student. Talk to us about this creation of Ohio College to Careers. It's been in place for about two years now. How did, how did all of this come about? Well, it all started when my wife and I took my son, Connor, to Columbus State Community College. He was in his senior year of high school. And when we went to the um, orientation, you know, I was concerned, you know, as a parent, I was concerned. And I was like, well, he was on an IEP in high school. He was getting that additional time for tests. He was getting certain tests read to him. He had, you know, some additional accommodations, you know, quiet space to do that. Do they even do that in college? You know, I was kind of ignorant to understanding what would even be available if there was anything available. And so when we were going through the orientation, the uh, Columbus State um, ambassadors, um, I have to give them kudos. I I am a graduate of Columbus State Community College. Thank you very much. And uh, they said, oh, we're going to stop by as part of our tour to the Academic Resource Center, Mm -hmm. uh, which includes the Disability Services Center. And I was floored when we stopped by and I thought it might be one person or two people with an office. And it was a building that was two stories tall and has, I think, 20 or 30 employees in it. And so I started to ask a question. I said, so how many students, you know, come in there? And they were like, oh, roughly 4,000. And I was like, are you kidding me? 4,000 students? They're like, oh, yeah, and it's only growing. And so I came back to the office over, uh, you know, the next day or, you know, on Monday or whenever it was. And I went to Susan Pugh, our deputy director of vocational rehabilitation. I said, Susan, I was floored by what I found out when I went to Columbus State. And so we started talking about it. And I I said, you know, I know we've been, you know, helping students with uh, disabilities in college, but it obviously wasn't something that was predominant. Mm-hmm. And I said, why is that? And uh, some of our listeners may know, uh, but for those who don't, you know, for almost 20 years, 
the agency had been under what's called an order of selection. Now, I always say when I talk about order of selection, I always like to say I'm a fan of the law and I follow the law, but it doesn't mean I like the law. And what that basically says is if an agency doesn't have enough resources to serve everybody who needs that in the state of Ohio or whatever state you're in, you have to prioritize based on disability. Mm -hmm. Because at that time there was a wait list. That's correct. So order of selection means there are three categories, and this is in the federal code of most significantly disabled or MSD, significantly disabled or SD for short, or an individual with a disability, which is uh, signified with D. Mm -hmm. So a counselor has to do an assessment and then give them their eligibility, and you'd have to slot them in one of those three. Mm -hmm. And those are based on the seven functional uh, limitations that are laid out in federal code, things like communication, mobility, able to take care mm -hmm. of oneself, self-direction, things like that. And so it's unfortunate, but students who are going to college are not as significantly disabled as perhaps those that we serve that are, you know, trying to come out of a shelter workshop and have never worked before, have some, you know, significant mm -hmm. cognitive disabilities. You know, someone who's able to go to college you know, is probably going to school. Mm -hmm. They're able to get back and forth to school. So it, I don't like it. I always like to make sure I say that, but I follow the law and that's what it was. So we had a wait list that reached 18,000 people. Now, what year are you talking when you refer to having a wait list? We went on order of selection in the early 90s. I want to say it was 91. Mm -hmm. um, and we went off of order of selection, I want to say in 2014. Okay. So really our relationships with the colleges, when we started to ask questions with our, our colleges, we had started to, you know, as we got off that, that wait list, um, Susan had come to me and said, hey, listen, we want to start talking to colleges. And I said, yeah, that's great. Well, it didn't really hit home with me until I took Connor to Columbus State. And so I started asking questions to the colleges like, well, why haven't you referred people to us? And they're like, well, we knew you guys had a wait list and mm -hmm. most of our kids are not going to qualify for help. So we had to and we're still trying to overcome 20 plus years of this idea. Of, well, we can't go to OOD because our students aren't as significantly disabled. They're not going to qualify for services. So that's why C2C was born. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it came out of a personal experience with me, and then we started asking questions, and it and it mushroomed out from that to where, um, you know, right now, very conservatively, you could take 10% of whatever student body population you will go to, whichever university or college you want to go to, and that's about the number they have that are on an IEP or a 504 multifunctional uh, plan, whatever it may be, that are coming out of high school, that are going to matriculate into college, and they need additional services. So as we started to talk with the presidents of the universities, which I did, I, I spoke to each one face-to-face uh, -face prior to the pandemic, uh, to talk about, I know it's hard to believe, but the state is here to provide resources and help at no charge to you. And this is an example of Governor DeWine's leadership and in, in his efforts about his executive order to make Ohio a disability inclusion state and model employer, because it was a, such an easy sell. When I talked to him about this, he was literally like, well, why wouldn't we do this? Mm -hmm. And it was boring. So uh, kudos to all our staff. And I know that Kristen's going to get into more detail, but that's the background of how this mm -hmm. really came about. And there's really nothing like it. 
uh, in the country. We have other states that are doing some things where they're partnering, but there's nothing that is systemic like what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Another level of support Mm -hmm. for individuals with disabilities. That's great. So, um, Kristen, tell us about your role with Ohio College to Careers. Sure. So just like what Director Miller said, I want to add that overall, what we're doing is helping college students with any type of disability Mm -hmm. navigate higher education and support them to achieve their career goal, because it is very different from coming out of high school with a lot of support or just coming back into the workforce or changing up what you'd like to do. Higher education is just different to navigate. Um, We are working with students to help with things like major selection, Mm -hmm. classes, in some cases, financial support support with technology to help them be successful Mm -hmm. in their classes and into employment, and having a counselor right there on campus immersed into that culture of the school. They know who to go to, they know where to go to get support, and um, they are there to be able to provide those wraparound services to help them meet their career goals. And speaking of wraparound services, we also have um, support through our career development specialists who assist students in college to careers with finding internships and Um, They link them to our employer partners across the state to provide that additional layer of advocacy for college students. And so when I think of my role, I really look at overseeing all aspects of the program, from supporting the counselors and supervisors in the field to the directors and personnel we work with at each school to make sure we're providing the best services and opportunities to college students. Mm -hmm. Um, Another key piece of that is really outreach and sharing about college to careers. I get really excited when people reach out to me and want to hear more about it. Mm-hmm. They might have heard something from a colleague or a student. And just this fall, I have over 10 meetings booked to share about college to careers. And it's really fun um, to talk about this program because it's new, it's innovative, and it's a really, really needed right now, especially during the pandemic. Right. And so you you talked about counselors being immersed. So we, we've, we're at 17 schools, as previously mentioned. So there is a counselor right on campus at each of these schools? Yes, so that is um, definitely a major benefit of the Ohio College to Careers program is our counselors are located within the disability services or career services offices. So they work with those um, staff members. They are with the students when they come in, obviously through this virtual platform has been a little different, but we have still been able to connect with students that are really seeking those offices for help. And then their staff are like, hey, I think you might be interested in this program. Here's so-and-so, and I'm going to send you an appointment with a link. You can join and meet them here. Or, you know, while we're in person, they hand them right off um, organically. Right. And it's really amazing that the schools have really embraced having us yeah. on campus. Yeah, it sounds like they've been very good partners to us. They sure have. Let me ask you this. Where is Ohio College to Careers available? Sure, I'll go ahead and list out all the schools. We're at Bowling Green State University, Central Ohio Technical College, Central State University, Columbus State Community College, Cuyahoga Community College, Kent State University, Lorain County Community College, Miami University, Stark State College, The Ohio State University, Ohio University, The University of Akron, University of Cincinnati, University of Toledo, Wilberforce University, Wright State University, and Youngstown State University. So, Kristen, what would you say is the value of this partnership really to the students? Yeah, I would say that our partnership is really valuable because we're aligning what OOD can do for students with disabilities with what the schools can provide as support for students with disabilities. 
And we're finding in many ways, we're doing so much more than we thought was possible. We are learning from each other through the process of serving students with disabilities. Oftentimes I'll be in meetings and we'll be talking to the directors about, you know, a student or a particular issue. And we'll talk about what we can do. And then they'll say, oh, we didn't realize you could do that. Or we didn't know that technology was available or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to be able to just learn from each other and share experiences and look at different ways that we can serve students with disabilities. Um, it's like a team of support around mm -hmm. our students. And who wouldn't want that while they're trying to get through college and find employment? Right. Yeah, it must be a big reassurance to the students, you know, that are especially nearing graduation to know they've got that career support, because I, I would imagine that's probably the top concern for the students, their parents, is, you know, concern about landing that first job. Yes. What has Ohio C2C been like during these last months through the pandemic? I mean, what what does it look like? Is it different at every school? It is. Every school is very different. Um, but at the end of the day, our first priority is the students, that we serve in the schools that we've been building relationships and partnerships with. So we came into the pandemic first and foremost thinking of what their needs would be and how could we meet those needs. And so we didn't want either of them to suffer. So the first thing we did was connect and reach out to everyone, touch base. Mm -hmm. And through that process, we really found out another reason um, that we're really proud to serve. There were people that were in crisis, um, financial crisis, mental crisis, confusion, unsure what they want to do, what their next step's going to be. Do I want to be in school anymore? Mm -hmm. um, we even found people that actually preferred the virtual environment um, due to their disability. It provided additional opportunities for them. So it kind of went both ways. Yeah. But really what we wanted to do was just provide support and, and oftentimes just listening to people, letting them communicate about what they're going through. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely knew that there were some things we would need to change um, from what we thought. And so we put our heads together and thought about what we could do. And so we did come up with some different ways that we did things. And one of the first things that we did um, was ask our students in schools kind of what they needed. How did they want to get the information? What could we do to support? And so a lot of the feedback we received was that students really wanted structure, content, and flexibility. So the opportunity to be able to have a little bit of flexibility in time, appointments, give me some time to really think about what I want to do. Um, we recorded, we had each of the counselors record kind of welcome videos so that students could meet them, quote unquote, meet mm -hmm. them. And that way, even prospective students could see who that counselor is, because normally they'd be able to walk into their office or, you know, be brought into their mm -hmm. office. So it's it was really nice for them to just have that. Um, and we were able to use those in orientations and first year experience um, opportunities. So we did that. Um, our career development specialist definitely met the need and put together an amazing career development toolkit with 10 soon to be 15 topics. Um, some of the topics are networking, social media etiquette, creating a resume, um, accommodations and disability disclosure. And through providing those to students, we've really um, seen the benefit of having those additional uh, resources available. And also um, we surveyed our students this past winter and there were some really great topic ideas. So we're gonna be adding a few topics and um, post-COVID workforce was really interesting. Um, so we have some great content coming up on that. Um, so there's a link from our website that you can access the Career Development Toolkit if you're interested. But um, they did a really good job developing fact sheets as well as kind of short five-minute um, videos about the content. 
so that anybody can access it at any time, current students that might need that additional information or prospects of students that we're trying to reach. Um, we hosted virtual hiring events. We hosted information sessions throughout uh, the semesters. Great. And so this is obviously all in addition to what we do with normal both rehab counseling and, and advocacy. But the pandemic definitely forced us to think outside the box, pushed us forward in many ways that we might not have been if, if it didn't happen. And so just giving like a special shout out to the counselors for their flexibility and selflessness through all of this. They are always thinking of what can we do to help first mm -hmm. and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, so I just really appreciate their flexibility and schedule and opportunity and being creative and thinking outside of the box. That's great. Sounds like a lot of good has actually come out yeah. of the time then. Yeah. So let's talk numbers. Uh, how many students have we served through Ohio College to Careers? Kind of what is what does it look like? Sure. So currently um, on our all of our caseloads across the state, um, we're serving 640 students. And um, since we started back in fall of 2019, we have served nine, over 900 students. Great. And um, we have the capacity to serve 1,500 students each year. So we still are very much in the growing phase. Obviously, the pandemic probably affected that. But we are extremely optimistic, excited for the future, and especially for this academic year with mm -hmm. students having more of a presence on campus. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they know a college student with a disability, help us spread the word, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, what about students with disabilities at a college that you didn't list, where we don't have a formal Ohio College to Career partnership? Yeah, that's a great question. I get that question a lot, too, when people think, oh, I want to do college to career. Right. My daughter wants to go to Sinclair Community College or whatever it is. But at OOD, we work with all students with disabilities at any college and university across Ohio. So if you're attending a school that isn't one of the college to career schools, it's okay. You can still receive the benefits of working with a voc rehab counselor. We have um, liaison counselors assigned to many of the schools across Ohio. So we do have those partnerships started and developed, but we can serve any student in the state of Ohio with a disability. Okay, great. Now you had mentioned there are a lot of resources posted to the webpage. What is that web address for the Ohio College to Careers program? Yes, it is ood.ohio.gov forward slash Ohio College to Careers. And the two is a number two. Got it, thank you. Director, as we look to wrap up today, I know you continue to have dialogue with the participating college presidents. What do you share with them about really the value to their students that are participating? I really share with them what I've heard from each of them individually. And so we try to share that, you know, as an example, you know, when you talk about what are the benefits of this, a lot of times what we find is the universities obviously know they have a lot of students with disabilities. What they're not good at, and, and, and this isn't a knock, they're trying, but they're not experts at trying to get a student an internship if they're deaf or they're blind or they're on the autism spectrum with a, with a business. And, you know, more and more universities and colleges are saying as part of your graduation, you have to do an externship or a co-op or something like that. So, you know, I had one university president share with me, you know, when I was a dean of engineering prior to becoming president of this university, I had a student who was a 4.0 student in engineering 
And part of the graduation requirement was to do an internship. And we just didn't know at the university he was at, it was not in Ohio, um, you know, how to get this person an internship because they were in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And so he said, we, you know, this person didn't succeed. Mm -hmm. And he said, I always felt like, why, you know, how could we do this? And he and he just didn't understand how that could work. Well, that's where we come in. You know, as Kristen has been talking about, I think the real key as a parent and how the structure is is different, why it's unique that I talk about is we are bringing together as a bridge that counselor and the career development specialists that we have. We have one arm in the disability resource office and we have one arm in the career placement office. And what we're finding is you know, everyone does a great job of uh, preparation and focusing on the disability part. And then separately, there's the career placement office and, and they understand the, you know, the means to the end is getting a job. But when you're dealing with individuals with disabilities, that's not something either of them know how to do. So to, how do you put that together in the networks we have through our employer and innovation services, over 700 plus employer partners, plus we find universities go, oh, we have a great relationship with this business or this business that recruits heavily. And we go, oh, great. We do, too. So now let's bring that to another level by saying, oh, by the way, we are also working with the university of whatever or uh, this college. And we open that door up even wider than what we've already been doing, because now they know what's well, not just entry level positions that OOD can help us with from a commitment of diversity and hiring people with disabilities, but also, you know, higher level entry level positions that require a bachelor's degree or associate's degree or credentials. So I think, you know, as a parent, I think what's important for parents to hear or please spread this to whomever is that is, I think, the unique part of this program is having being that pivot point between those two offices and to help them understand we can bridge the verbiage that needs to say to a, a business, but also to say to, you know, programmatically within a university, what's needed to be done to help them get out into the business world and make sure that flows back and forth. Mm -hmm. So that is in still in its building phase, as Kristen's talked about. And we learn more uh, by hearing what other people are doing and and sharing those examples, then we go, okay, how did we do, how can we help this student? So then Kristen does a great job of of doing meetings, you know, uh, you know, every couple weeks, I think, with everybody in the university system that's a part of this program. And there's a sharing. And there's the ability to say, well, this is what's going on in this uh, corner of uh, the state and and in this situation and then other universities go, great, we can do the same thing. So by sharing, we're showing that we're a system of, of various universities. We're not uh, trying to look as just one piece and silo it as it goes through, because the better the system is, the better it will be for every student, because they're selecting their college or university based on what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Great. That's awesome. Anything else that either of you would want to share that we haven't touched on? I think we want to talk. I want to end with something about more outreach. Again, I want to hit that okay. again. Okay. 
So our work's not done. It sounds like we still have a lot of capacity to serve even more students with disabilities. Yes, we do. We definitely do. And we are always thinking of new ways to reach students. What's interesting to them? Where are they? Um, how do we reach them? Doing presentations to different colleges and deans of colleges and staff. And um, so we are always, you know, looking for opportunities to share about college to careers. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out to us. Um, we can present to your team, group, um, anything. So we're here to here to help and ready to serve. Great. Kristen, would you be willing to share your phone number and email yeah. as like a point of contact? And we'll make sure it's in the show notes too. Yes. My phone number is 614-438-1895. And my email is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N dot Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T at ood.ohio.gov. And Kim, I'm going to put you on the spot because we also have a social media account for College to Careers. Director, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> You've trained me well, Kim. We do. Maybe you would like to share that uh, you can follow along and see some of We, we have some great uh, success stories yes, that I know you post. And so I want to challenge everyone who's listening to this, whether you have somebody who's in this program or not, I'm sure you know somebody who has someone with a disability who's getting ready to graduate from high school or maybe is in college. Make sure you make them aware of this. Tell them to go yep. to our social media that's account right. that's so on that. We are on, Kim. on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and the handle is at Ohio C number two C. So Ohio C two C. Very easy to find. And it's it's a great way of seeing um, some results too. You know, Kristen and her team of uh, counselors and so forth that are out there. It's more than just the counselors. We have you know job specialists and uh, other uh, providers, our partners out in the community that provide services to help them with areas that they need to be, uh, you know, stronger in. And so it's a great way of seeing uh, some some positive uh, results of this because we're a results oriented business. We want to see students be successful, graduate and get a job. And uh, we, we've done a great job, Kim, of, of putting some success stories out there where people have come from the C2C program. But we want everyone to know awareness is the most important thing. So please share this. Talk to people you know who are interested um, in having a student who's wanting to go to college and like me, like what what could possibly be out there for my son? You know, is he going to be at a disadvantage? A lot of times it's not that there aren't services there. It's just not knowing how mm -hmm. to ask the question. So mm -hmm. we appreciate being able to have this type of podcast to talk to people. And I want to challenge everybody to make sure you take this and and spread this out to others. You know, we're not telling you how to fish. We want to tell other people how to teach others to fish. So get out there and share this information with folks. A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.